Hello and welcome to the Hacked Off podcast. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about certifications and in general, um, upskilling, learning new skills. But, you know, in particular, um, certifications because of something that's recently come up. Um, I sat a couple of exams, got a couple more certifications, and some of the responses to that I I thought were quite funny and were worth talking about. And it leads on to a more general conversation about, um, you know, upskilling within your chosen uh, area of expertise and then also the the benefits of of getting skills that are that are more broad to the niche that you do so the certifications that i've passed uh a couple of weeks ago now were the cloud plus and the network plus the network plus i've, I've held for a long time i was just recertifying you have to do these things every three years or, or get the continuing education points i just reset the exam because it had been uh, a little while but it was one that i was confident about and I also sat the Cloud Plus exam. Now, I'm a penetration tester, right? So cloud is not exactly within my niche, but I wanted to talk a little bit about why I picked that certification and also and also some of the responses that people gave me when I told them that I had passed this exam. And um, I, I mean, let's, let's, let's be clear here. One of the reasons that I took the Cloud Plus certification was the fact that I had a voucher. And I personally cannot see any situation in which I would have, you know, a a voucher to do an exam and wouldn't do that exam. So so that's where I'm coming from, from kind of uh, my view of certifications in generally. If somebody gives me a free attempt at an exam, I'm probably going to take that exam. The The reason that I picked the, the Cloud Plus in particular, although I'm a penetration tester, is that we're doing a lot of work in the cloud at the moment. That, that shouldn't surprise anybody, both in terms of systems that we're building to enable more effective testing, to automate some of the tasks, to handle some of the data that we get, but also um, customers are building within cloud environments and they want um, help and, and guidance in terms of uh, securing those environments. So um, getting some cloud skills and, and certainly passing some um, cloud exams didn't seem like a bad idea. So why did I feel like uh, doing a podcast on this topic other than just to say, hey, I passed an exam, aren't I awesome? It's not that. What it was, was a couple of years ago uh, when I did my Pentest Plus exam, somebody said to me, oh, I already thought you were better than that certification. And that just struck me as like the weirdest thing to say to somebody who just passed a certification. And I can kind of see where they're coming from in terms of, you know, at that time I was already a a Crest CCT, I'd been working in the industry for a long time, and maybe they thought that I'd already demonstrated skills above that certification. So to them, it it wasn't worth taking the certification. And uh, I'll tell you why I took it in a second, but um, just on that level, that that is something that I found so strange. if you're already over a certain skill level, if you've already uh, achieved uh, a better capability than a certification, why not take that exam and, and get on paper the demonstrable proof of that? There's a lot of benefits that, that certifications bring aside from just enabling you to upskill in that area. Um, so why, why might somebody want to do a certification and, and why did I in fact do my Pentest Plus a couple of years ago? Well, in that exact instance, the reason I did my Pentest Plus was I hire pen testers. That's a, a thing that I do. It's a part of my responsibilities at Sakama. And 
with certifications, when you see CVs come through with a certain um, certification on it, it's good to know exactly what does that certification mean. If somebody has that certification, what skill level are they? And, and the way that I achieved that knowledge was I sat that exam. At the time, it was actually the, the better exam that I did, um, which you know brings in a little bit of a, a variance in itself. It's in a, another variable to control for, but... Um, that was that was something I saw. It's like, hey, there's this this better Pentest Plus exam. I think that we might start seeing CVs with this certification on. I'll get the certification uh, or at least attempt it, and then I can grade what that means when a candidate has that. Um, so I guess that's that's one reason why somebody might do a certification is the fact that they want to demonstrate a certain skill to an employer. Uh, I think that's in most instances, right? It's going to be the person trying to demonstrate the skill. I think my my case is maybe a little bit more of an edge case, but. Um, one reason that you might get certification is to demonstrate that skill to an employer. But the point I wanted to make from this um, podcast was to discuss the fact that that isn't the only reason why you might get a certification. Another reason might be um, just the, the personal confidence boost. If that uh, skill is something outside of your immediate area of expertise, it, it might be good to just get kind of like a, a little confidence boost of, this is something that I'm learning. It's something uh, a little bit out there from my specific expertise, but I think it'll be beneficial. And this is the level that I've achieved. And I think for me doing doing um, cloud certifications at the moment, that is a part of it. I'm a pen tester. I've spent years and years and years doing pen testing. And at the moment, I'm doing an awful lot of work in the cloud. And it's nice to kind of demonstrate that. It's nice to get on paper, you know, hey, I do things in the cloud and here's a piece of paper that says that I have that capability. So there is um, demonstrating to an employer, that's one reason, but there's also demonstrating to yourself, getting that confidence boost, that's another reason. And the third reason that I thought it would be worth doing a certain certification would be to demonstrate it to customers. Now this actually doesn't come up very often and it maybe comes up um, less frequently than you um, than you might guess, but it, but it does come up occasionally and it came up recently. In fact, it came up recently for us in the cloud space, which is one of the reasons I thought to, to have this podcast to kind of talk about this, this other reason. Sometimes customers uh, want us to, to demonstrate this, the skills that we have. And um, I guess there's a whole podcast to have about when you're procuring services like penetration testing, how do you know the people who are doing the testing are really good at what they do, like how do you ensure that during the, the scoping and prerequisite stage of, of you know, procuring a pen test? Um, but occasionally one of the things that comes up is a customer will ask what certifications the team has. Now, this is funny to me because of the timing, because um, I just had my Cloud Plus, I passed my Cloud Plus, I think on the Saturday, and then on the Monday, uh, a customer was asking for a specific project, what cloud certifications does the team have? Um, and that, that's interesting to us specifically because a lot of the focus that our team has had previously has been on penetration testing certifications, not necessarily technology-specific certifications like Azure or AWS certs, and not necessarily on skill sets aside from the demonstrating our ability to hack things. Um, so, so I thought that was a pretty funny timing and just worth bringing up. So why might somebody do certifications and why should you consider certifications? To demonstrate it to your employer, to demonstrate it to yourself, to demonstrate it to customers, there's a lot of different reasons. And I think that's why when that person said to me, um, oh, I already thought you were better than that, that uh, the Pentest Plus that I did a couple of years ago, 
it seems strange to me because I'm like, well, I'm I'm not only doing it because I'm planning on doing job interviews. You know, my um, my company shouldn't be worried that I'm planning to leave. That's not the reason why I'm doing certifications. And this time around, in fairness, one of the the variables that I, that I mentioned that pushed me towards doing the cloud plus. Yes, I'm building within cloud environments, and that's a nice thing to get certified within that. But I, I did get a voucher, and that was a part of the thing that, that nudged me in that direction. Um, so I've done my Cloud Plus, I've done my AWS uh, Cloud Practitioner because it's it's nice to get these um, these certifications when you can. And talking more broadly about doing um, training and um, learning these skills, I think it's one of the things to, uh, to keep in mind as well. Very often when we talk to people about uh, breaking into penetration testing or, or working in the industry, we talk as if there's only two possible extremes. You can become a generalist and you are a little bit good at everything, or you can become a specialist and you know nothing other than your niche little area. And I think, of course, um, you know, whilst yes, it's never too early to overgeneralize, I think those those two cases of you either know a little bit about everything or you know nothing other than one small area, um, is, is misleading to how things are in the real world. You know, you can focus most of your time in one area, but but pick up other skills. And certainly, uh, with our penetration testing team, that's something that we encourage. Is um, yes, you know, you got to get you got to get knee deep in that pen testing skill. But you know, why don't we learn a little bit about mobile technologies? Why don't we learn a little bit more about cloud technologies and and get that general training in there because it's beneficial and for us sometimes because customers ask for it. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to, to mention whilst I'm talking about certifications is um, Sakama's training programs that we have. So in January of this year, so very recently, Sakama launched two training courses, the Hacking and Defending Networks and the Hacking and Defending Web Applications. And I think we've only really given them like a, a passing mention on this podcast. And I, I figured whilst I'm talking about certifications and exams and things like that, I should talk about just generic training. So, so learning new skills and, and where that can benefit people. And point out the fact that, hey, we've got these two training courses for people who are interested in those and, uh, and what they are, what they contain and why I think they're useful. That was one of the things, of course, that came up when I first presented to the business. It's like, I'd like to develop these training courses because I think they'd be good. The immediate question, of course, is, um, well, who are they targeted at? Who, who is the, the target customer? And whilst that's a completely sensible question that I will answer in a second, it did make me laugh because on one hand, um, the, the way that my brain's wired, it's a little bit more like anyone who thinks they sound interesting because that's the way that I treat certifications. And you've probably worked that out already 10 minutes into this conversation now that, you know what, I'll do any certification that I can. And um, sometimes I'll do weird ones or sometimes I'll do edgy ones just because I think learning continuously, you know, is is a great thing. So... We have hacking and defending networks, and we have hacking and defending web applications. And where I thought these uh, courses would would benefit people, of course, it's going to benefit people who want to break into penetration testing and they're looking at getting a role as something like a junior penetration tester in a web app skill set or a junior penetration tester in an infrastructure skill set. And yeah, that that's um, obvious given the company that we are and the kinds of things that we talk about. But what I really had in mind for those certifications was. Um, people wanting to get more out of their pen testing and people wanted to get more out of um, themselves in terms of how can they apply these skills to their networks. I'm not saying that 
you'll sit our one day hacking and defending networks course and then suddenly that's it you're a pen tester <laughs> I have been doing this for years I don't think you can get this skill in a single day but it still helps that knowledge of how is a penetration test delivered what is the methodology what kind of tools are used why do we approach things the way that we do right up into some of the exploitation skills um, how does this vulnerability work at quite a granular level Whilst you might not be able to sit a one-day course and that's it, you can deliver professional-grade penetration tests, there is still a lot of benefit to getting more out of your pen tests. One of the questions that, that comes up a lot when we work with businesses uh, that I think um, is sometimes uh, oversimplified is how frequently should you run penetration tests? And I often complain that a lot of companies fall back to the once a year or on any major system change. And I think that's not a strong answer. Once a year feels arbitrary. Oh, we've done a lap around this and we should do another pen test. And on any major system change isn't meaningful on many systems, especially if you develop it in an agile way. When we develop code, we push multiple changes a day. We don't have major version releases these days. Um, some companies still do that, but many companies are pushing towards more agile software development practices using CICD, those kinds of things. They're pushing more frequently. Major change doesn't doesn't mean so much. So that requires a little bit more thought. Okay, I acknowledge to some degree there might be just a number of minor changes that becomes a major change. Yes, you could do it in some, some naive way like that, but I think understanding more about how penetration testing works, how we approach the problem, what we're likely to find, how the testing methodology works is more likely to lead you to stronger answers to those questions of how frequently should we get a third party in to look at our systems. There's that benefit. There's also the benefit of, um, even if you only pick up some skills, you pick up a, an overview knowledge of how penetration testing works. If you can get to the point of, for example, being able to retest vulnerabilities, that would be a great strength. Not that, you know, we're looking to, to push away the requirement for third party validation, but I can imagine a, a very stressful situation for a customer would be where a vulnerability is found, they believe they have remediated it, and in actuality, it's only a partial remediation because their knowledge of the specifics of that vulnerability uh, missed some nuance or, or missed a detail. So if you can upskill in that penetration testing side of things, get a better understanding of those vulnerabilities, have more effective retesting, it means when you bring the pen testers back in to test that vulnerability, you're more likely to get a solid yes, that one's fixed, you can tick that one off your, your risk register. So I think um, there's a lot of benefits to that. Um, I think that is how you know I would sell it to uh, a company if somebody looked at the, the hacking and defending networks and the hacking and defending web application training course and thought, hey, that looks great. You know, I'm going to try and convince my boss to to get me on that course. That That's how I'd sell it. But the other side of it as well, um, in my opinion, hacking things is just really fun. And I think a lot of people um, maybe look at penetration testing as um, a job and think, hey, that would be good to, you know, to, to do, not necessarily full time, but to, be, to get involved in. Um, and there's a lot of ways of getting involved in penetration testing, like things like um, bug bounty programs these days. You, know, you don't necessarily have to work as a pen tester full time to, to develop these skills, to get benefit from these skills and to have fun because approaching these systems as a technical challenge to me is really beneficial. It's really worthwhile. It's really interesting. I think that's one of the reasons that people should consider these things uh, as well. So why should people do these training and certifications generally? 
to demonstrate skills to your employers, to demonstrate skills to your customers, to demonstrate skills to yourself in terms of just that confidence boost of I achieved something. That's good for certifications. And training more generally, like why should you learn more skills? To get more out of your systems and your, and your time and to be more effective. And that pen testing skill, broadly applicable to a lot of people who work in systems administration, network administration, um, software development, those kinds of things. So that's today's rant. That's what I wanted to bring up. Um, I will see you in the next podcast.